are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. sound the alarm everybody the dynasty rewind is back i'm your host michael bauer the best in the business is back in business if you hear a chirping throughout the podcast we apologize for that massive inconvenience porkman is on location this week so just a slight technicality in the background but before we get into it i want to talk to you about our friends over at dynastyowner.com i've been looking for a new challenge which is why i'm playing dynasty owner fantasy football this season dynasty owner fantasy football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office dynasty owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real nfl salaries adding the strategy of running an nfl franchise dynastyowner.com provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics so go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind leagues are forming now we've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky if you're like me and know you're better than most dynasty owner gives you the platform to prove it Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage a roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. So go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind to validate your fantasy football skills today. So welcome to week two, everybody. Hopefully week one was a little bit better than mine was. Um, all the matchups I was supposed to win, I lost. And all the matchups I was supposed to lose, I mostly lost. But I won a couple of them. So um, that being said, we are moving on. And joining me today, we got Chevin Nooney. What's good, Chev? What is going on? I think the noise is just talking about uh, our fire of a guest we got coming on tonight, I think, boys. I think you are absolutely <laughs> right. So I uh, also want to say hi to Pops Nooney, saying what's up, boys, and he's coughing into his elbow for unspecified reasons. Um, hopefully that is not the Rona Pops, but uh, sound the alarms because we got Porkman. What's going on, Porkman? Sound the alarms. First of all, you're not going to be talking about this. This is not my house. Okay. <laughs> he's, uh, he's burning that, uh, that bacon right now, I think. That greasy pork. All right. Well, grab <laughs> pork man. <laughs> grab pork man some I'm nine volts. Hey, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Five alarm pork man. He's got another. He's got yet another nickname. Um, Sean, when you're done, if you, if you could count up all of Porkman's nicknames and compare, compare it all to Garrett's nicknames, that'd be great. But hey, listen, speaking of Sean, um, his second appearance on the show, uh, but his first technically pod appearance, yes, I'm being technical, Porkman, we have our intern, Sean Fournier. Hopefully I said your last name correctly, Sean. That's good. That's good. It's it's fall time, guys. It's, there's a little Christmas in the air. It's, it's football time up here in New England, so... Just so excited to be here tonight and actually be on the screen and have one of our close buddies here, Marvin, on here with us tonight. And let's get right to it. So uh, joining us tonight, we have, hopefully I'm saying your last name correctly, It is is it Marvin Eloquin? Yep, spot on, man. Nailed it. Look at nice. that. Don't worry, I'm going to butcher it about five more times throughout the <laughs> podcast. I promise you that. Um, and also, Facebook user saying, what's up, guys? I don't know why Facebook names don't pop up on here. Honestly, it's weird. Who knows? Get on it, Pork. Yeah, get on that. Uh, and look, Laris from True North saying, Happy hey, Friday. Hey, what's up, Will? Finally, it is Friday, Will. Man, 
And hey, listen, um, so check out the True North Fantasy Football Podcast. Guys over there are great. Check out True North, everything they do. And we'll just launched VeridianGlobal.com. Uh, they sell shirts for podcasts and other things, other football-related things. So um, definitely check them out. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Stuff you will not find anywhere else. And despite the fact that it's coming from Canada, the shipping is super super reasonable so reading global just tell them that the rewind sent you so hey let's get into it today so marvin welcome to the show been excited to have you on uh had to push you back a week because of sean just gonna throw him right under the bus <laughs> sorry guys no it's okay sean did you enjoy your your weekend last weekend though you had a good time we did thank you so much appreciate that a little time with family and things and all things that we need so that's great I mean, you got to have that R and R time. You know, you can't just be uh, can't just be slaving away for the rewind crew all yeah. the time. So, um, but Marvin, before we get started, why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, Porkman is manning the sonar in that bedroom that he's sitting in. But um, while he's doing that, and he's in the submarine right now, I think. Underwater. <laughs> We are searching for U-boats in the Atlantic, but uh, while Porkman <laughs> is doing that, Marvin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Yeah, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, I've been a uh, been a long time listener to uh, you know to your guys's podcast, and I know you guys have had some awesome guests. So I'm really just honored and appreciative to be here. Um, so a little bit about myself, I guess. Uh, I am a writer for Dynasty Nerds and a writer for the Fantasy Footballers. So I. Um, you know, my articles can be found there. Um, and other, other than that, um, I'm on Twitter at FF underscore Marvin E and, uh, I'm on there a lot. So whenever you guys want to interact, that's where you can find me. Yeah. And Marvin is a great person to interact with on Twitter. He puts some great stuff out there. Um, you say that you are a writer for the fantasy footballers. If you could just drop a direct line to Andy Holloway and tell him we'd love to have him on the show. I am uh, what some people consider the dollar store version of Andy Holloway. So, um, you just want to go ahead and set that up for me, Marvin. Oh, That'd absolutely. I okay. will let him know. Great. And then, Hey, I want to take a minute and let everybody else know time is running out. Hoodie pre-orders are only until October 1st, $35. That includes shipping in the continental United States. Size is small to whatever Ashley says we can print the Dynasty Rewind logo on. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever your size is. I don't care. Um, so, yes. And, uh, well, you did trade that hoodie fair and square. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but um, so get that order in now. You know, we could maybe do one once a month, but then... You know, just buy it now. You need it for hoodie season. So, hey, let's get into it. So uh, we introduced Marvin. Marvin, again, thank you so much for coming on. Glad to have you here. Um, do you guys want to talk about last night's game at all? Browns finally look good. Baker back to form. Is he back? Are we still worried about Baker at all? Or I don't to... know, man. I feel like that last night was a, a grounded pound kind of game for the Browns, and I'm not exactly 100% sure. Uh, Baker is fully back. But he showed signs of doing some good things. And it's nice to see him actually throw a ball deep to OBJ and it be caught. So I haven't seen that in a while. Chef, I want to ask you this. I know you're like the biggest Nick Chubb supporter that I know. How are we feeling about Nick Chubb? Or is the Browns backfield going to be like super game script dependent? Yeah. So, I mean, last night we saw a Browns team actually start off pretty well and have a lead. Uh, so, 
if somebody could look that up that's on the chat and see how long it's been since the Browns actually had a, like a 14-point lead, I would love to know. Uh, so having that, Nick Chubb got a lot of touches in the beginning. But Kareem Hunt, man, he was so efficient with his so touches. Good. That was ridiculous. Um, so it's going to be a nice little backfield. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous what's going to happen when the script's not positive. Um, but I still think Nick Chubb's going to get his run. I mean, they went up against a tough Baltimore team. Nick Chubb's going to put you in full Chubb mode this season, boys. Guarantee it. Yeah. Um, and girls. Yes, guys and girls, full Chubb, full speed ahead. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about Joe Burrow? Marvin, did you watch the game last night by chance? I did, yeah. I watched uh, most of it. Uh, Joe Burrow looked great, I think, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he, he what, threw for – he threw 60 times, no interceptions. Just loved the way he he operated around the pocket. I thought he was pretty good um, on the run, just, you know, making um, some pretty good throws. So, to me, I think it's all going to come together. You know, it's only a second game. Um, I think those big games are coming. And A.J. Green, you know, targeted, what, I don't know how many times. Um, he's going to he's gonna have a good game sometime soon. So Yeah. I loved uh, Tyler Boyd, too. I thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when he can be efficient and catch – your targets that you're getting. I mean, that's great. Especially a guy that's that accurate. So Sean, did you watch, you watch the game last night or I did, I did. You know, the one thing that I took from this, uh, you know, last night was just seeing, you know, we all think about Baker. Is he going to come back? Is he going to rebound from that first year and like light things up again? But you know, he, like they manufactured a lot of that, like rollout kind of play action kind of stuff for him. And that seemed to make him more comfortable because he could get out of that pocket and move around. And that seemed to be his bread and butter, like when he was in college and things, at least what I um, observed. So, you know, I feel like he did better. He felt more comfortable, but there were times still though, I, you know, that line, he, he just got, he was just on the run a lot too, at the same time outside of those scripted kind of plays. Um, so um, you know, I'm still kind of on the fence with Baker a little bit. You know, I have him in a lot of places, um, just believing in where, where he could go. But uh, uh, right now I'm kind of still kind of holding my breath a little bit uh, and just waiting to see what happens. But yeah, That run game was just – it was amazing. It was, it, was, it was something to watch. Surprisingly good game for a Thursday night game between the Browns and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, I for think sure. it, it definitely – played out better than I expected it to. Um, so one of the reasons we're here today, uh, besides hunting U-boats in the Atlantic, Porkman, thank you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking, obviously, about what happened yesterday, what's coming up this week. We're going to talk about some increasing and decreasing player values as well um, because, let's face it, when you play Dynasty Fantasy Football, the offseason never really stops. To be honest with you, you always have to make moves. You can't just set your roster and that's it. We have to keep thinking about the future, too. So, uh, Marvin, why don't we kick it off with you? Um, who's a guy that you think's value could increase, decrease after the season or even during the season, too? However you want to word it, um, that's up to you. So we're going to start off with you. Yeah. Um, so one of the guys that I'm I'm eager to watch this year is Devontae Parker. Um, so he's a guy where, you know, he it took him a while to break out. He finally broke out last year. Um, and uh, what's interesting uh, with him is that, you know, they the, they extended him, but his contract is, you know, there's an out in 2021, and there's no guarantee he necessarily will be there for for the full term of that that contract. And you know, the 
the Dolphins are a young team. They have five picks in the first three rounds next year. So to me, you know, if, if he doesn't prove himself this year and he's already struggling with injuries, you know, the first two weeks, um, it's possible, you know, they, they move on from him and, or they draft someone that, you know, we have some good wide receivers coming in next year. So it'll be interesting to see if he stays there and, or if um, they bring in someone else. Long-term, would you want him or Preston Williams? Uh, probably Preston Williams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you start Preston Williams this week? It's a, cause I, I have that, that issue in a lot of leagues I'm in right now where I need that flex spot filled and Preston Williams is like the first guy that I would think off the bench, but then I'm kind of like, they didn't look that great. The first game. Do I want to just try to stick an RB three in there and get what I get? You know what I mean? Would you yeah. start, Are you waiting a couple weeks yet till he fully acclimates? I'd probably wait. I guess it always depends on who you have on your bench, right? But I, um, I'd I'd hesitate to play him. Uh, I can't remember what their matchup is and who they're playing. Uh, does anyone know that off the top of their head? Uh, no. uh, they are playing that, Miami? the That's Buffalo the Bills. Bills. Oh, oh yeah, that, uh, that's a sit for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. real quick, I think I saw on Twitter today that both of Buffalo's starting linebackers are out this week, possibly? Yeah. yeah. Milano's out. They only have two starting linebackers available. Yeah, so wheels up for Jordan Howard, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell you that. And Will is saying, anyone that supported Chubb post-week one and has proof, tweet, podcast, video. I have a t-shirt on the line for you. Get at me. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at It's Harris Time, all one word. Um so, and uh, Oklahoma Doug, our boy, checking in and saying hi. Doug has been gracious enough to do an IDP waiver wire episode for us. Uh, he's going to be doing that throughout the season. So, definitely check that out um, because the fact of the matter is, Doug is the king of IDP and there's no disputing that. So, and Porkman's doing, I don't know what Porkman's doing. He's moving around now. So, um, <laughs> it's, flood- it's flooding down there. It's flooding. Um, <laughs> One injury note to um, CJ Uzoma did tear his Achilles tendon last night in the game, unfortunately. And, you know, not only is that obviously a massive knock to his uh, season, he's out for the rest of the season, but he had seemingly a good rapport with Joe Burrow as well. Um, So I think Drew Sample could kind of be – so for the game, seven catches for 45 yards, no touchdowns, uh, but on the season, let me see if I could find it here. Okay, so he has 10 catches for 52 yards. I'm sorry, eight catches, 52 yards, 10 targets. So 10 targets through two games, five targets a game could definitely be a good. Um, and you notice too, like when they were in that four or five minute, two minute offense, he was, he was getting all those targets like underneath. They were taking everything outside away and he was, yeah. he was, Burrow knew he was there and he was looking for him. So yeah, he had like so, seven targets in the fourth quarter just alone, like in that time. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. And you have to look at what Uzama was getting too. I think he was getting some pretty high targets as yeah. well, just himself. So yeah, let me uh, into that role. Let me bring him up. So last night he had he had six targets last night, four catches, forty two yards, and a touchdown. So yeah. I mean, I don't know who the Bengals have after sample but definitely um definitely good to go so um oklahoma doug is worried that porkman is getting kidnapped but he is not uh porkman's <laughs> fine he's just in a different room 
so we're good. <laughs> but um, thank you for your concern. So as you can see, all right, Porkman, I'm sorry. I have no clue you said. I think you said you're trying to get away from the noise, but um, that's all right. We'll just incorporate it into the show. Um, so as you can see, Nate is not with us tonight. He had something else going on. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, so. What? I don't know what he's saying. He's lagging over there. Robot Porkman now. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right, just give me that big smile, Porkman. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, his mouth and his words aren't synced up. Oh, it's the worst. Don't you hate when movies do that? Like or TV shows, it's not synced up. I can't watch. I turn it, it off. Oh, I turn sure. it off. Yep. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those things where it's so um, unesthetically pleasing. And uh, look, we got another barn door bro right here, Oklahoma Doug. So, okay, um, Sean, let's go to you. Do you have any uh, players with increasing or decreasing values? Um, so I thought about this a little bit. Um, and I figured um, Chev might talk about one particular idea I had, but um, I'm going to kind of switch over and maybe give that to him, hopefully. But um, I was thinking of Kenyon Drake. Uh, he is somebody coming into this year and everybody's excited about, you know, he obviously he, he always smashes when he gets opportunity. Um, you know, last week he had a tough defense to go against, um, but, you know, coming into this year, thinking of 2021, he got put on the transition tag, um, and, you know, with that, that's generally with the hopes of being signed at some point. And I think they had till like July or August to get that done and they didn't. So even though there were talks about it and a lot of times, sometimes in season deals, even though we're seeing the Rams do one every week, it seems uh, uh, those aren't always like happening. So it's kind of been no noise related to him at all. Um, so, you know, you've got you know, Hopkins coming in and getting the deal right away. So that probably distracted everybody. And they, that was their number one priority after that. Cause you know, this next class is coming in 2021. There's lots of running backs coming in. So I feel like that's going to be a highly touted spot and they could just, you know, he's a little bit of an older <laughs> back and somebody could just jump right in and take his spot. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that he gets signed there. Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah. The, the class coming in is going to be a good one too. Yeah. Sure. Yep. And oh. I mean, I would say this. Um, I had him as one of my followers in this as well. He was my number one guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could see where Chase Edmonds even comes into the fold where he gets more touches going on. I mean, he looked pretty solid whenever he was in the game. So I'm worried about Kenyon Drake. He's older, like you said. He didn't get that contract extension. I, I'm a little bit worried about him for the future. And this class, like we said, it's going to be a good one. I can't wait. We've already watched a good amount of these guys that already have played because we thought they were coming out last year. Yeah. So I'm already going over some of these guys already, and there's only going to be more that comes out. So I think yeah. the guys that are on their contracts at the very end for running backs, if they're a free agent next year, uh, those guys could be in trouble finding some jobs possibility or possibly mm-hmm. next season. Yeah, I would think that if you're a running back um, – your best bet would be sign a friendly contract with a lot of incentives mm-hmm. to just secure that job for next year. So they don't let you loose. Um, Pork, you got anybody with uh, values increasing, decreasing here? Yeah. Can you, do I sound fine now? Yeah. You're, you're cutting it out a little bit, but you're all right. I'll let you know if you like. All right. Um, 
right. Um, my guy is uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, hmm. After game one, it was more of a, uh, watching Josh Kelly is crazy. He was kind of going off. So after all of that was going on, not really too sure how it's going to be going after this year. Um, everybody knows Austin Eckler is a smaller type of running back, so we're not really sure how he's going to um, be integrated into the system in this new system with Anthony because they don't get the ball a lot. So I'm kind of interested how it's going for next year. Yes, yeah, so I think uh, wheels up for Joshua Kelly as well. Um, also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> think three times if you're okay, Pork Man. Frank wants to just make sure you're good. <laughs> um, so it's funny too. I'm, I'm just um, I'm scrolling through the the games this weekend, and I see a lot of places like uh, the games in Philadelphia this weekend. There's a game in Chicago this weekend. Tickets as low as 119. Tickets as low as 101. Both of these places are saying that they're not having fans in the stands this year, but Ticketmaster is still trying to get in on this. And here's the biggest crack of BS I've ever seen. Atlanta at Dallas, tickets as low as $74. There is You can barely park in Dallas for $74. I mean, you are not getting into that stadium for $74. Bucks. You could ask any Cowboys fan. They're going to tell you it's it's way too expensive to go there. Hey, so. after week one, they might have just they might just threw it in. They might have just said, "Hey, we didn't kick a field goal right there. I'm I'm out. I'm done, son." Yeah. <laughs> um, so Porkman said he's going to drop back out and then pop back in and see if that fixes his connection. So um, he will be back shortly. Okay, um, Chev, let's go to you. Do you have anybody that you want to talk about? De- increasing, decreasing. Yeah. So so me- far in. Give me some positivity here. Give me someone who's increasing. Oh, you was okay. Uh, okay, my <laughs> fault. I thought I, I thought we we're going on the decrease train. Sorry. No, I, I want you, you're the positive guy. So lift us up a little bit. Give me some increasing value. <laughs> there you go. It's hard. You know what? It is hard <laughs> to be honest with you to think of increasing because a lot of times our brain is just like kind of set to, well, this guy's value is going to tank. I'm going to get him cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're in the part of the season where we're kind of just waiting for these games to happen because we, we haven't had that action. So we're still waiting to see things, right? So, um, But one person that I was really impressed with and I think fits pretty well in that offense is going to be Jonu Smith. I think his value can definitely rise uh, in this upcoming season. I love all the play action that they're running with. You have a guy like Derrick Henry that is just an absolute force to be reckoned with. I think Jonu Smith is going to be somebody that we definitely see grow higher and higher uh, in ADP wise. And I think he could be somebody that uh, definitely fits into that tight end where you're going to be drafting him uh, a little bit higher next year. And maybe he's even like a top seven guy next year. I think it's possible. I think if you want to get Jonu Smith, you have to do it like right now mm-hmm. or you're not going to do it. Marvin, are you a Jonu Smith fan? Yeah, he was actually one of the guys that I um, have tried to target in uh, some of my redraft leagues. He, I mean, he just went absolutely late, right? I mean, 14th round, 15th round some in some drafts, and uh, he he definitely has the opportunity now to break out. I think A.J. Brown is unfortunately injured. I love A.J. Brown, and I think he's going to have a great career. But for now, I think with, with him being out for who knows how long, uh, Jonah Smith can really take over here. Um, you know, he's got a good rapport with, with Tannehill, so I, I think there's a lot of uh, upside there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so Frank is saying Traquan Smith, year three breakout with the Michael Thomas injury, that might be more out of necessity than skill. If you think about it, they're saying he could miss. Yeah, and that's the Monday night game too, of course. Um, and Will Harris is saying get in low on Braxton Berrios. I'm I'm good. Um, the low, the low, low for Braxton. <laughs> Mitch wants to know what do you make of the Pittsburgh backfield? Is Connor actually healthy? Ugh, this is this is tough. I mean, Sean, what do you guys say to this? I feel like you got a good answer right here. I'm staying away. That's me. Uh, honestly, that's me. I'm I'm just hands off. Um, you know, I know everyone went out and just bid all their fab on some sort of Pittsburgh running back, whether it's Snell or somebody. But to be honest, I'm just I'm just taking my hands out of this you know i i don't have any shares and uh for connor for those reasons kind of um because really even if he did have a nice year i don't know that he gets re-signed you know he's at that point where they're just going to drop him and move on to the next guy uh, you know they're the, one of those teams and uh we know that all too well here in new england unfortunately so um uh, so um you know i've just had my hands off of that and i didn't i didn't even think about it really to be honest do you guys think could James kind of be a trade candidate if they know they're not going to resign him? He gets a little healthier. They just move him, roll with Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland and Jalen Samuel. Possibly, maybe. I feel like they would want to rather run him into the ground than trade him. I don't really know what they could possibly even get for him at this point. I mean, if he gets healthy and starts going, going good, maybe, but I really don't see them getting what they would probably want in return for him okay uh Porkman, welcome back to the show hey, hey. it sounded a lot it's better i'll let you we're good Gucci. Um, it seems good to me so i'll let you know if you start lagging out all right okay okay cool so all right cool. um <laughs> thank you <Porkman. laughs> uh, it's, it is a little bit slow but we'll work through it so we're good um Okay. Does anyone else? Does anyone have anything else to add to that Thursday night game though? Before we move on from that, oh. Jeff, Austin Pooper, man, where has this oh, gone? Or this guy gone? Where is he? Where is Pork Man? They might have got kidnapped together. This guy has six targets, four <sighs> receptions, thirty-seven yards. Ouch. I am worried about this young man. I mean, I feel like he'll get he'll start fitting in, but I mean, you got a rookie coming in and catching passes as well. So I'm kind of getting a little bit nervous about old Austin Hooper. What do you guys think? Yeah, Marvin, let's go to you on this one mm-hmm. first. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some concern there. I mean, you you know you he's uh, they they paid him. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that they're going to use him, but at least right now it, it looks like he's not necessarily uh, the first or second option. I still think it's OBJ and Landry to some extent. So it's, yeah, I, it's hard to, to hold on to him. I know his ADP was slightly up there and, you know, like tight end eight or nine or 10, but it's, yeah, I don't know what to do with him and redraft. I don't have him anywhere, but I, I'd imagine it'd be hard to drop him at this point, but you haven't gotten much out of him over the last two weeks. John, how about yourself? And I, you know, I think this was, you know, you know, flashbacks to Garrett Price, you know, being one of his favorites, Hooper being one of his guys, you know. Um, I think even he I think even he came into this season saying, look, 
I know he was one of my favorites, but you gotta, you gotta understand coming into the situation, Atlanta, that was all manufactured stuff. Like, and that's why everyone's so hyped about Hayden Hurst and he has that huge opportunity. There's just so much volume to be had there. So, you know, in Cleveland, it's a different story. And I mean, it just looks out of sync when you saw him last night and the night before or last week, it just looked out of sync. You know, there's just, it's just not there right now. And if I do have him, which I do in a few places, I'm just kind of holding and on the bench and waiting for any kind of semblance of like people being in sync and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, well, Garrett Price did say <laughs> Hooper might not pan out in Cleveland. Any thoughts on that pork man? No, I agree with that for sure. <clears throat> I mean, you would think so with Stefanski's uh, offense, but I'm not really, I'm not really sure about it. I didn't like the signing anyway. Um, I think they should have stuck out with Harrison Bryant after drafting him. So you gotta gotta move on. Hopefully, you drafted another tight end later on later on in the draft, or try to pick somebody up on waivers because he's not yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still yeah. young too. We're we're early. They didn't have much off season too, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We'll see. See what happens. Okay. Um. All right. Anything else before we move on? I was. I, I had somebody that's like kind of going in an upward direction. Um, yeah, go for it, you know, Sean. Nate kind of mentioned it last week, and a lot of people have kind of been starting to wake up on him. That Logan Thomas uh, pickup, like mm-hmm. you know, I think. You know, he's just kind of in a position where he's learning the position still. But, I mean, last last week he had eight targets, you know. And for a young quarterback, you know, as much as Porkman and I love uh, 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 Washington's quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, you know, he that's like a young quarterback's favorite friend is somebody they can dump off to, like a tight end up the middle or something like that. And he's a big guy. He, he's 74% snap percentage last week. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I mean, you look at some of his like player profile metrics, they're just off the charts. Like this guy's catch radius is like 94th percentile or something. I think uh, off the top of my head, like it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, if he's given an opportunity, he might flash and yeah, I think he's got a two year deal there. So he might be there for a little while to establish himself a bit in this young, young team. So, mm-hmm. um, I just I think that's worth noting. I know we're trying to lift up a little, lift ourselves up a little bit. We had a few downers, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, that was something I just I when Nate said it last week, I was like ready to just scream it at the screen. I was like, oh, Logan Thomas, like that's like what I was thinking. Uh, so, um, if anybody has any starts or sick questions, go ahead and drop them in the comments. We'll just work them in throughout the show. Um, love doing that stuff. So. Porkman's going to just comment. He's going to just hang. Oh, he's going to leave. All right. That's not a problem. So Porkman, uh, not at his house. So his internet's not that great. So, but uh, Porkman's going to be hanging out with us in the comments. Porkman, we miss you already, my man. So I'm just going to go ahead and switch something up behind us. Okay. There we go. So like I said, any starts or sits, just go ahead, drop them right there in the comments and we will work them in. But um, Marvin, is there anybody this week that you think is a must start or must bench yeah so uh, one of the guys i'm i I definitely will be starting if i have him is jonathan taylor i you know there there's some people that might be hesitating because of naheem hines and and his pass catching uh work but we just saw jonathan taylor catch six passes and do amazing things on the field and what's what's crazy what's kind of convenient with his first game is that you saw 
uh, the aspect of his game that people were doubting in the first place, which is his pass catching. And he can do it. So he'll get those passes from Rivers, give him 20 carries. I think he's going to have an awesome game against Minnesota. I believe they're playing Minnesota, who just gave gave up a ton of yards to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and even two you know, carries to, uh, to A.J. Dillon. So I, I definitely think Jonathan Taylor can uh, can break out this week. Hey, let's stick in that same game. Chev, we starting Justin Jefferson this week or no, sir? No, we got, I got to see something, man. This dude, he was on the field. I think he came in like the second quarter, but I'm winning the bet right now against the old van. So, you know, I'm feeling good about myself there. Don't want to take any laps yet on pork, but yeah. And I'll tell you what, speaking of which, it looked like things were going to be definitely going in Van Jefferson's direction. Uh, Cooper Cup got extended. Bobby Trees just got extended. Is that was that today or yesterday? That was today. Today. Okay. So it looks like for the time being, Van Jefferson is locked into that third wide receiver role, and it's going to be tough. We they will got, see. They got that monopoly money, man. They're just slinging it out there in this season. Did you see what um what the uh, the Rams social media or their Twitter account put out today? Oh my it's like, gosh. Don't ask us about the the, the South <laughs> recap. We just run the social media. That was, that was perfect. That was hilarious. That was but hey, yeah. listen. Um, so while we're talking about rookies, we all know that Chev's a huge Justin Jefferson fan. Porkman has mentioned Van Jefferson once or twice. Um, so Nate came up with a league that we started today, or not today, this week. Um, it's a Dynasty Rewind rookie league. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to share the screen here real quick. Click, click and sleeper and share okay great so this is the league right here um this is this week so i am currently beating chev um but as you can see it's it's all and having a qb is important but i was looking at your team before chev and once Tua gets in here you're good to go man you're going to be way more competitive so i'm just looking at the league here and i'm trying to get back to week one why will it not let me know? All right. What I'm going to do, sorry about that, everyone, is I'm going to just do it on my phone. So um, the whole purpose of this league was we drafted guys that we believed in, and it's the four of us against each other. So let me look at it here, get my phone fired up, because, you know, now it's going to want to be laggy when I'm trying to do something. Probably should have been more prepared, but I'm not. What do you want to know, Mike? <laughs> I got it now. Wouldn't let me switch before. So um, last week's matchups were I lost to Nate by less than five points. Uh, Nate did score the highest in the league. He won 65 to 60.12. And Porkman did beat Chev uh, by exactly five points. And he won 32 to 27. So it's funny looking at some of these scores, especially when the leagues that we're in, you know, you're scoring over 200 points in some games. So 65 being a high score is fun. So uh, we will keep you guys updated on that. And this week I play, I play Chev this week, as I said before, and Nate plays Porkman. So, um, and I play Porkman and Sons of Dynasty, and he's probably going to kick my ass. But hey, well. I did, I did just trade for Adrian Peterson. So league winner right there. It was better than what I had. Trust me, that, <laughs> that team is hot garbage, man. So, well, I'll be looking forward to the draft talk then. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was bad. Um, 
Okay. So moving on. Um, Marvin, let's go back to you. Any must sit for you this week? So, um, you know, I was just looking at the, the slate of games. One guy that I wouldn't feel as confident in playing is, is Melvin Gordon. So I know there's, uh, you know, Lindsay is, is out, I believe. Right. So he's not, he's not playing. Um, that is correct. And uh, Gordon's going to get a bunch of touches, but it's going to be against a Steelers defense that is really, really good. And, you know, I'm not sure if even if he gets 20 carries, I'm not sure if, if he'll be as efficient with those. So that's that's my concern. And, um, you know, Royce Freeman is still there, who I think is a, is a, a decent running back. I think he's he's going to be there on on the third on third downs. And I don't know if it's going to be a full workload necessarily for Gordon either. So I'd I'd hesitate to play him. Um but obviously he was drafted pretty high. So you have to, I just would temper my expectations and maybe put someone else with higher upside in your flex to, to give you that boom play and, and week to, to help you win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Hey, uh, Dave Toronto FF8 wants to know, start two out of these guys right now. He has Hollywood Brown and cup, but he also has Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown and Marvin Jones. I think I might leave it as is to be honest with you. Uh, Manny Sanders, I don't know. He could be the guy. They could just put Latavius Murray on the field more. John Brown didn't do a lot, but he got a touchdown. Marvin Jones didn't look that great either. Detroit didn't really look that stellar. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? You keeping it or are you switching anybody else in there? I'm probably going to leave it the same. I think I like Hollywood Brown and Cup um, a little bit better than – I mean, these guys kind of are like a little boom-bust situation. So, I mean, if you need that boom – these guys could be those guys, but there's a good chance that it could be a bust. Okay. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I think the same. You know, I'm looking at the three that we have, you know, we could possibly change out. And John Brown was, he had his first full practice just yesterday, I think, because he was kind of resting something, I think. And Marvin Jones, he didn't really take that opportunity with Galladay out. So I don't know that he's that pure one receiver, and he's always hit or miss either way boom bust kind of player so um and emmanuel sanders it's kind of like you know not sure he's playing monday so again that's kind of the tricky call too is whether you're going to get a lot from it or not with thomas probably being out but hollywood and cup are probably the best bets i think marvin agree disagree completely agree yeah i I love that hollywood brown matchup with uh i think it's a texan so it's going to be high scoring i hope and um hopefully he'll get a couple long touchdowns there too so um, and cup is cup is cup. I think he just didn't have that great of a game last week, but um, he'll he'll get there. He'll get those red zone targets and, and score eventually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Pops wants to know: Is Miles Sanders a safe start this week? Is he really one hundred percent? They say he is. They're getting Lane Johnson back. The only thing I could say is um, Boston Scott looked pretty good even behind that banged up line. So eighty percent Miles Sanders is better than one hundred percent. Um, Boston Scott and Frank wants to know start two Watson Stafford or Ben. I'm going to go Stafford and big Ben personally. Um, what do you guys think? That's a one. I believe the Texans play the Ravens, don't they? They yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So Watson can just stay on the bench. Then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like one of those one times you might say that, you know, throughout the year. That's... And I hate to say it, but it's like, if they only had a really good wide receiver to throw to, they'd probably, you know, Watson would look so much better. I mean, I didn't think he looked that great in the opener. And mm-hmm. I thought a lot of those sacks were coverage sacks. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's scrambling around back there doing the best he could. But, yeah. Yeah. 
He didn't look the same either. He looked like no. a little. He looked down a little bit, man. That kind of scares me because I mean, we saw what happened with Cam Newton. He lost his swagger a little bit too. Yeah, last season and it just did not pan out for Cam. So I mean, I really, I'm, I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson. Great story, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sending him this week. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame. Um, does anybody have eyes on Isaiah Coulter down there? I do. I know he's still on IR. Chev, you like him? Marvin, are you a Isaiah Coulter fan? How about you, Sean? Go ahead, Marvin. Uh yeah, I think he's um, he's an interesting guy. You know, I I know uh, um, I know Garrett loves him, Garrett Price. So yeah. that's he's one of the guys that you never know, heard I, of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> 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 he's mentioned him a couple of times. So that's why I actually just uh, you know. I've been paying attention to him. I think there's definitely an opportunity there. Some of those wide receivers don't perform as we we'd like them. I think you know Fuller's gonna gonna be great as long as he's healthy. But there's I think there's an opening there eventually somewhere down the line. And he's on IR right now. But if when he returns, I think he's someone to stash right now. If you're if you have an IR spot in, in you know deeper dynasty leagues, even just stash him in there and, and wait and see what happens. Yeah. He's one of their bigger wide receivers too. So I mean, mm-hmm. he plays a different role than like a a Brandon Cooks and those other guys that are there, like Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. there, right? So yeah, yes. Didn't see him last week, but yeah, we'll exactly. A little more. Did yeah. anybody draft Isaiah Coulter? I mean, I have him in a few spots, but I just got him as a free agent. Yeah, we're yeah. talking like a one dollar fab bid, and that could really pay off if he turns into a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're happy with that, right? Right. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think, like like Marvin said, I think it's just the uncertainty elsewhere on the team, you know. And like I was kind of bringing that together, he's such a different player, um, being able to be big and on the outside. Um, and so, and he's free, you know. He, for one, you can stash him on taxi if you want, but he's also on IR, so it's like even you almost have this like double layer protection in a way of. Yeah, you know, being able to help yourself, you know, you just have a free stash, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's low risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, that's actually a really good point, Sean, about having a free stash. One place you don't want to have a stash is below the belt, and because fantasy football draft season is upon us due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. Marvin, I am so sorry for this, but here we go. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. And I'll tell you what, you don't want to be setting off a five-alarm fire in your pants. So because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback or robot pork man. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it. Game changer. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. No one likes an ungroomed set of feet, fingers, and most importantly, balls. They should really put balls in all caps here. That's why they have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg 
or smelling like eggs. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a boost. Did you hear that, witch hazel? For a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which are fantastic, by the way. You can get 20% off in free shipping using the promo code PORT20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping using PORT20 at Manscaped.com. It's time to give your testies the absolute besties with Manscaped. That was a good time. And we even got to pick on Porkman when he wasn't here. Um, yeah. You can't beat that and look <laughs> and you checking in from true north fantasy football we got trav seal tcl 14 again always go check out uh true north we're big fans of them um i think they like us too maybe i don't know i don't know if it's reciprocated but we love love them canadian boys and look uh sean sounds canadian when he talks and marvin's got a wisconsin accent a little bit so you're almost in canada <laughs> so <laughs> We're like a quarter Canadian here tonight. We're there you gonna, go. It yeah, fires me north. It does. It does fire us north. So, <laughs> Dave definitely um, enjoyed the Manscaped read through. I'm so, <laughs> take care of that. If you do have that uh, five a.m. Uh, fire going on, make sure your uh, smoke alarms are set properly, boys. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do they make like a joke smoke detectors that no matter what you do, they just keep pinging? Because if so, I'm going to get some for pork, man. I'm going to send them a case of them. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> I could, I could just see it here. I see now, bro, he sent me these fire alarms. They just keep going off, man. <laughs> and when the fire starts in Canada, you just jump in the snow. Also, I did receive confirmation from Trav. Um, Canada gets roughly four hours of summer a year. Um, so that is over. Yeah. So, wow. um, do we have any other increasing or decreasing values, Marvin? Uh, let's, let's see. I mean, we already talked about Jonathan Taylor. He's one of the guys that I'm, that I think could, uh, break out this year. Uh, another one that, you know, Sticking to the theme of positivity, I think Calvin Ridley could be another guy that we look at at the very end of the year, and uh, he could be a top 12 dynasty wide receiver. And, you know, if, if the first game was any indication, he's going to average 12 targets. They're all going to average 12 targets and nine receptions or whatever it was. And uh, they're all going to score a ton of fantasy points. So uh, I, I definitely think Calvin Ridley. Um, of the two receivers, you know, Julio is going to get his, but I think Calvin Ridley is going to have an awesome season, uh, break that a thousand yard mark well over that and get, you know, double digit touchdowns. So uh, if that happens, I think he could be, you know, on that wide receiver one dynasty territory. Okay. Question for you guys. And, um, Chev, I know you'll love this, this question, but these two, it's, their fate is kind of tied together right now. One could be going up, the other one could be going down. That's Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So are we waiting to see – do we have to wait to see how that – the season plays out? We're only two games in. You know, because it seems like you might be able to get Chubb cheaper at the end of the year. There's a lot of people saying on another podcast maybe the Browns move on from him, which I don't – I don't really like that, to be honest with you. You know, I don't – I would – I would think, I mean, you got a cheap contract for Kareem Hunt. And this makes this makes me upset, but Nick Chubb is going to want money. 
they could just let him, all right, man, hey, we got Kareem Hunt. We're fine with it. He can catch passes out of the backfield too. We know you can, but probably not as good as him. I can see them saying, all right, Nick Chubb, we'll see you later, man. We're going to stick with Kareem Hunt with that contract. And as much as I was not be happy about it, it could be the right decision just for money-wise. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if Baker Mayfield starts going off too, like they got to pay him too. That's true. So I don't know. I, I really hope Chubb stays a Brown. I really like him there. Got to give me a Nick Chubb Brown jersey, but I'm, I'm kind of worried he could be the guy that maybe gets left out. Yeah, it could be one of those things too where he goes somewhere and it's better. Like, uh, yeah, trying to FF8 saying if Chubb leaves, his situation might even improve, though. No, mm-hmm. such a stud talent. Realistically, by the time Nick Chubb leaves, if he leaves, maybe Todd Gurley's done in Atlanta. I mean, Nick Chubb in that offense, he can do it all mm-hmm. for sure. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And then his value definitely goes up. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, I feel like his buy window is pretty much closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like I, the I think Nick Chubb buy window is open. I think it's kind of interesting. Like we're having this conversation the way we are, right? Because I think up to this point, we were, we have all like predicted or thought that this situation would be flipped, right? Like we oh, all for thought sure. Kareem Hunt yeah. was out the door mm-hmm. this year and you yeah. know they were selling mm-hmm. him or he was gone at the end of this year and Chubb would be the man and get his deal. And mm-hmm. so now it's funny how we have to even consider that those the script might be flipped. Um, so, it, you know, it just depends on what they want to do. Um, so, but it's just, it's really interesting. That was kind of what I was referencing earlier is uh, how Chev might have that as an idea of uh, players going up or down next year. And, because uh, you know, I know he's all in on Chubb, Twitter everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about everywhere, Sean. Easy, oh. easy. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you could you could tone it back a little bit. Yeah, maybe. we know we know you're oh. doing those manscape stuff for people. Just <laughs> relax. I'm having, I'm having like nightmares. I'm doing that stuff so much. <laughs> um, I I do have one more value guy that I want to talk about, and that's Naheem Hines. I don't I don't think anyone mentioned him before. I think. My thought is this, and I hate to say it, but we've seen players lose their jobs to injury, right? Mm-hmm. There's a very good possibility that Marlon Mack tearing his Achilles and, you know, with the class that's coming in, free agents and the guys coming in, do you think Marlon Mack maybe doesn't get re-signed because there's safer bets out there that might be cheaper? But that's another point. But Naheem Hines is a guy that they clearly want to get him the ball. They like him. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, the the door is going to just be closing real soon to get him on your roster. I mean, he was scooped up in every single league I'm in. If I didn't have him, somebody got him off waivers and and uh, paid more for him than I was willing to. Um, what do you guys think of Nahi Mines? Well, let's start with you. I know you're a Jonathan Taylor fan, so you're probably looking at the guy that's going to eat into his touches a little bit as well. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Jonathan – uh, John Taylor, uh, Naeem Hines still has a role in that offense. Um, so it's, it, you know, we, it's, it's funny that, you know, Rivers is his quarterback. We think of Eckler kind of one of those receiver receiving backs that kind of came, was kind of always there. We always knew he was a reliable receiving back, but then came, came out of nowhere to explode. Right. And I think Naeem Hines could be on that trajectory too. It'll be interesting to see kind of this next week, what their workload's going to be. But, um, you know, I, I, if you if you need a running back in dynasty, I think Name Hines is a great uh, guy to trade for right now. I don't think his value has skyrocketed quite yet, but 
we never really know what a backfield's going to look like. It, they're all things are always so unpredictable. Things change all the time. We never know what's going to happen next week. And I think Naeem Hines has the opportunity, and his value isn't, you know, up there like some of the top backs. So he could be a guy to to look at if you need a running back, and could have a pretty big value increase by the end of the year. Yeah. And that could be a guy that he gets going a couple games and you ship him because I got him off waivers. And if I can get anything for him too, I mean, that'd be great. Especially, I mean, I still think they're going to be, those two backs are going to do great things. 17 passes. I mean, I talked about it last episode, but like there ain't Marlon Mack no more. There's mm-hmm. two running backs that are going to be fed the ball a lot mm-hmm. from Phillip Rivers. So mm-hmm. in PPR, that is gold for you if you want to go get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sean, you're nodding in agreement, so I'm going to... 100%. All right. Late round, PPR, draft, value, like targeting him everywhere, like anytime I could, just knowing that there was some sort of semblance of floor with PPR value, so... Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Mitch wants to know, DJ Dallas, Eno Benjamin, or Keyshawn Vaughn, who would you rather have in Dynasty? Let's go to Mike first on this one. DJ Dallas. (laughs) I I do like all these guys... um, you, like you were pretty high on Eno. I was not the biggest. You know, here's the thing. I don't know what the deal with him was. He was pretty productive in Arizona, Arizona State. I'm sorry. He didn't get the draft capital. It seems to me like these late-round guys that go to Arizona, they get no chance. By the way, Hakeem Butler did sign with the Panthers. Yes. Correct? It was the Panthers, right? Um, surprised yeah. that it took this long for him to get signed, to be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of... Uh, wide receiver needy teams out there, and I believe Mohamed Sanu signed with the 49ers, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but I like DJ Dallas's spot. Uh, Chris Carson has been a little banged up here and there in the past, and Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't know what's going on down there, um, but if he was that great, they wouldn't have signed Leonard Fournette. I have mm-hmm. to believe. So, um, you guys want to take a crack at this question? DJ Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. All the way. Yeah. Look at that. So um I think the other guys definitely stash him, see how it works out. Right. I mean, if you drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, you probably drafted him decently high in your rookie drafts, right? <laughs> I mean, you think he's oh, gonna yeah. get that opportunity. My I boy did. Michael Bowers, he went he went uh head first into that one. So at, at the time I drafted him highly in this one league, the Suns Dynasty League, that was early May. So all signs at that time were pointing to he's the guy. You know what I mean? Right. And boy, what a difference three and a half months makes Mm -hmm. when it comes to stuff like that, man. Has this been like the weirdest offseason or what? It has to be the weirdest offseason. I mean, we are going through times where you can only do like Zoom calls for your meetings. You're not doing like any walkthroughs, drawing stuff on boards. You're drawing it on a Zoom call. And you're not getting to really talk to AJ Green and kind of learn routes, how he runs his routes a little bit. Cause I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, he, he gets open, he finds a way to make it happen. And that's some guy I would want to learn from Stefan Diggs. I mean, he's a guy that you can learn from too. So, I mean, it's, it's tough on these rookies for sure. Like Justin Jefferson, I think he'll come along, but I think we saw a good, good little uh, yak catch from him. I think he'll get going, but it's going to take a little bit longer for all these rookies. And I think these all the rookies are going to be risers. I mean, like they are every year, but definitely look for these guys to uh, be somebody that's going into the playoffs for your fantasy team and actually exploding and getting the opportunity then. 
Speaking of which, we did have a T. Higgins sighting last night. Three catches for 35 yards on six targets. Yeah, Chev, you're excited about that. I'm a I like T. Higgins as well. So um it's gonna be that good. You know, me up. That's gonna be a damn good receiving core in a couple years. Mm-hmm. With Higgins and Boyd there, and I'm obviously they're going to add pieces. I'm assuming AJ Green's going to move on. John Ross will probably move on as well. So, yeah, um, interesting. Does anyone else have any other starts sits for us? Uh, so I'll talk about my risers and fallers. So I had risers: Chase Edmonds, Johnu Smith, and Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams. You give him Herbert. I think he could possibly explode in that offense, and you can probably still get him decently low. Oh my God, Dynasty Price! Look at this guy. Oh wow, wow! Garrett Price checking in, slumming <laughs> it with the Dynasty Rewind crew tonight. So, it's... shout out to Dynasty Price doing all sorts of great things over there mm-hmm. at the Dynasty Nerds. And Garrett, we miss you very much. Wow, that was his uh, check in for this month, I think, boys. And he did. <laughs> he checked in on the group chat earlier before in our group text so he's like he's done two in one day boys we have hit the jackpot <laughs> yeah okay, that's great that, you uh, know what chev you don't even have to do a prayer right there that that blessed our night right there chev you can continue i'm sorry i mean to tell you off. i'm gonna go with uh my followers i put Kenyon drake austin hooper and Derek carr could be a guy um if they have a high draft pick this next upcoming season he could be the man out uh, with these uh, good QBs that are going to be coming in. So, mm-hmm. But I expect him to be better this season than he was last year. So uh, my starts for this week, I actually put Paris Campbell. I think he can do some things against this Minnesota defense. Matt Ryan and Stephon Diggs. And I'm sitting Miles Sanders, Mike. I am, I'm kind of worried about him. I'm going to wait a little bit. And David Johnson, too, sitting that guy. I mean – if if Miles Sanders is your best option, then by all means start him. But um, we are going to have a week in Philadelphia offensive line going up against Aaron Donald. He's going to be a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, they are getting Lane Johnson back this week, so that's going to help. They did sign, and I don't know his name, Chef, but they signed him off the Bears practice squad. He's an offensive guard. Uh, they're going to say tight end, man. No, no. Um, <laughs> So he does have some starting experience. So interested to see um, how that works out. So um, if anyone has anything else, I'm going to be typing Porkins greasy hot take of the week in here. And then I'm going to put it up on the screen for you guys. So everyone can see it. So uh, oh Sean, if you, God. Yeah, I I see? A, that's I a, a, couple, a, a couple of quick uh, sit starts. Um, I think my start of the week is uh, Raheem Mostert. I mean, he just went off last week on very limited action. I mean, he had 15 carries, but, I mean, he just blew up. And the guy's, like, just a bomb ready to go off. Like, anytime he gets open in the open field, he's so fast, you know. Uh, And he's playing the Jets this week. So, I mean, it's full go for him. Like, even if he doesn't get that many touches, yeah, it's an offense where they're splitting carries. But, I I mean, he's he looks the best out of anybody on that field uh, in terms of running the ball. So, He's full go for me this week. And then um, and then I think I sit. This is kind of like cheating, but, you know, the Cortland Sutton this week, I, I know they're saying he's trending toward playing and he's trying, but I, I just can't. Like, I as much as it hurts my Scotty Fishbowl uh, lineup, I had him in there as a big goose egg last week, hoping I, you know, I had I got screwed on that Monday night game. and But uh, uh, I, I just can't. I'm not going to have any faith putting him in. 
Um, one last start is uh, I think it's with with uh, Galladay out. I think Hawkinson's going to be a full go too. I mean, yeah. Stafford's mm-hmm. got to throw the ball. Jones didn't really take over that like alpha role, and you know, it, it's got to go to somebody. And he's so good everywhere, all over the field. So um, mm-hmm. he's another one that I'm going all in for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porkman's greasy out take of the week. Jordan Reed, tight end one, not the tight end one. <laughs> A tight end one. Um, his head might fall off walking in the stadium, so we will see. Uh, <laughs> Frank wants to know Sanders or Connor. I'd still probably oh. go Sanders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mitch wants to know, are we concerned that Freeman visited the Eagles on the same day Sanders was deemed healthy? No. Um, he's turned down a lot of money from a lot of teams. So mm-hmm. until I see him sign anything anywhere, I'm not concerned about him. Like the dude is signing that de- <laughs> he's turned down so much money this off season. It, it's crazy. Um, and we had another one. Toronto says Raheem is a must start. So I absolutely, absolutely agree. So with, for Freeman, uh, I feel like that's more of a Boston Scott thing is Boston Scott healthy enough to be the backup like, so he that's what i'm thinking yeah he did leave the game last week but he did come back towards the end of the game so and the injury here's what i don't like the injury was undisclosed i i haven't heard anything i have looked to see what he left the game with so i really don't know because the depth after miles sanders if boston scott gets hurt is it's a lot of young unproven talent mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, Huntley and you got uh, Michael Warren on the practice squad, and that's and Corey Clement, um, who really didn't do much last week at all, mm-hmm. but would be worth a, a fab dollar, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Toronto has one more question. Starts it CD or Smokey Brown? That's CD a tough one. Smokey Brown. Uh, I'm starting my boy CD Lamb. Fire up CD. I think he's going to do it. I think he's got it. Ah, uh, man. I, I lean Marquise there. Oh, no. It's Smokey Brown. We're talking about John Brown here. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got to be CD. I, I love that For matchup sure. a ton. Um, that, that's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and we saw last week what he can do. And it's he'll get those targets either way, even with Cooper and, and Gallup there. So. Um, and, again, Porkman saying that Jordan Reed's going to be a tight end one. And if not, he's going to send you a – fire detector from his house a smoke detector from his house <laughs> did he say he was going to be a tight end one or did he say he is the tight end one a tight end one but in that oh. text he sent to the group it said tight end one so he didn't put a in front of it so Uh-oh. i don't know we should be making Porkman do shots for that if it doesn't work right? already hold on you're supposed to take a shot tonight and Porkman was too because my boy mr robinson went off for like 8.7 points, and we put the bet at 8.5. Right, but Nate's not here, so I figured when Nate's back, Porkman and I could just do it on Tuesday's live stream, if that's cool. Sorry, Sean, you're not you're not good enough. Sorry. It's okay. That's what, I, that's what I heard. Well, Nate was the one that made the bet, so I figured we would do it when he's here. That's right. Makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah, Porkman, you know what I mean? Next week, yeah. So, Porkman, pay up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, does anyone else have anything to add? I mean, we're at about an hour, a boot an hour, since we got half Canadians in here. No? Damien Harris, Sean, have you heard any news on that guy? Still waiting. Is it his pinky toe? (laughs) 
What's still going wait. on? Oh man. Again, it's I don't know. It's we'll see what happens. I still have faith in it. You know, uh, I mean, there's still space. There's still uh, roster spots that, you know, Michelle didn't look like he looked great. He was okay. Um, you know, uh, Burkhead looked like mediocre. You know, he might even be able to jump in that Burkhead role or something. I don't. You know, it's hard to tell right now. And it's hard, like even these teams, like we know so much about them, but like we still like haven't seen them play, like you said earlier. It's yeah. hard. What do you think about Cam Newton? How'd you feel? Uh, I felt, you know, I felt good the first, you know, for this first game. You know, you saw, you know, this is classic Belichick, do the best with your players based on their strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And trying not to make them do things that you think is best. You know, you're working off of their strengths. And, you know, um, I, I was – encouraged by it i don't know how long we can last in an rpo um scheme like that completely because they ran it through i think a good portion of their offense but you know you have to with that kind of a quarterback right with cam but you saw like how they were trying to mix things up trying to keep the team guessing um and use kind of a hurry up to kind of keep the other team on their toe or on their heels a bit so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and mcdaniels is always trying to like be creative in, in a lot of different ways so it's, it'll be interesting to see what, how it goes, but Cam, man, he if he has that floor in rushing, he's he's going to be up there in terms of where his finish is. I think you know, even though he might not be lighting it up in you know receiving or passing, but no. um, Johnny has a question for us, and then Sean, I have one for you. Sure. Um, he wants to know PPR: Latavius Murray, Deshaun Jackson, or Curtis Samuel. Saints do play the um, Raiders on Monday night. I I think I might lean Curtis Samuel here. To be honest with you, it's between him or Latavius. Sean Jackson throughout his career has always been um, a pretty boomer bust guy. But actually, um, there's a Twitter account that I do follow. It's called Eagles Fans Problems. Um, you can check him out. It's funny stuff. Deshaun Jackson in his last few Eagles home openers has been explosive. So mm-hmm. look at those stats. It is Eagles home opener this week. So I don't know, but I would still probably lean Latavius or Curtis. What do you guys think here? If this is a tough one. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I might actually lean Deshaun Jackson here. Okay. I, I think – he, I mean, he led the the league last week in air yards. So I, I definitely think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna air it out. Carson Wentz is gonna have to throw it, and um, I mean, it's against the Rams, I believe. So that's gonna be, you know, it's a. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think the Rams are gonna put on points against that defense and that secondary, and then, um, you know, Carson Wentz will see similar to what we saw last week, where he's just gonna have to throw it, and one of those long, long bombs will will land in the end zone for Deshaun Jackson. I'm hoping for it, and I think. You know that I think Curtis might be the safer play, but if you need a a, a weak winner, it might be Deshaun. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I was leaning to. Like, you put up Curtis, he could give you a, a boom bust game, but Deshaun Jackson, if you need that boom, man, he can definitely bring it with a long deep touchdown. I, I'm rolling with my boy Marvin on this one, boys. Yeah, and if any redraft leagues, if you have Jalen Rager sitting on your waiver wire, pick him up for later in the year. Hmm. Did have four targets last week, only one catch for 55 yards, but still a rookie. And uh, Sean, this question is for you. Mitch wants to know, Sean, your thoughts on Asiasi? Uh, 
you know, I, everyone is really, you know, this as a past fan, everyone's really excited about New England tight ends because of Gronk and Hernandez and how, what they were able to do. But I think that kind of, I'm not super excited uh, about a Siasi um, only because until I like see it happen, um, I need to see it happen. I need to see it in action. And and to be honest, that first week I didn't, there was really, I mean, Ryan, I think Ryan Izzo led the team in terms of tight ends and receptions. Um, and I honestly, uh, I don't know that I saw him much on the field. Um, he, I don't think his snap percentage was really high even uh, in the game. So um, there might be in the future. So maybe as like a stash or a deep stash, but like, to be honest, I think everyone always likes to look back to like Gronk and Hernandez and what they did. And I think that kind of goes back to that Belichick idea do the best of what you think your players can do best. And they had those weapons at that time. And those guys were prolific players um, as much as one of them was not such a nice person. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, and even now Gronk isn't necessarily, and I, you know, the same now, I don't know that he is what he was at one time. So um, as much as I love him and my little guy loves him and, I can tell you our household this past weekend was a little bit strange. Uh, you know, little guy rooting for Brady on uh, Tampa Bay. And, you know, it was, it was a, it was an interesting weekend, but I think he's a deep dash hold at best, but I'm not really holding high hopes for it. Sean, one last question for you. You could just give a one word answer. Can I trust Sonny Michelle against the Seattle defense this week? I would not. That is not a one-word answer, but it's the answer I was thinking. So, uh, <laughs> Sean, thank you for that. Thank you for all your Patriots knowledge, I guess. Too much Patriots talk for the week. But, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this pod is dominated by Eagle talk, so. No joke. Right. That is yeah. throw a little tidbit in, uh, but, yeah. That, that is a false narrative, Sean Fournier. So, um, we're, up, we're at about an hour and eight, but um, – well, here we got one more from Johnny. Tariq Cohen or James White in PPR? Man. Sean? <laughs> Chev, you're the Bears fan. Come on. Yeah, I what did James White even do last week? I didn't miss it. Gosh, not much at all. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, fire him up. Who do they have this week? I don't even I forget. Uh, Let me see. Who does who have the Bears? Chicago, yeah. Chicago has Giants. Giants. So they fire up Tariq Cohen then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think that James White piece goes back to, you know, again, what those players do best. And if they're an RPO a lot, they might not be dumping it off to backs and things like mm -hmm. that. You know, it might be more run heavy than we've ever seen um, mm -hmm. in the Patriots offense. So, um, again, I, his production's always been great all these years, but it's been the same offense all these years too. So they're, they're, they're changing things there right now. So yeah. as much as I have a lot more confidence in white and what we've seen, uh, Cohen might be the higher percentage play this week on that. It's yeah. kind of weird though. Like Cohen only got two targets last week. Mm -hmm. And like, I was thinking he would uh, easily yeah. see at least like four to five, like easily in when the offense and they were behind too. So, I don't know. That's that's a little weird to me, boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Marvin, you take this one away for me. Confidence in Corey Davis this week. A.J. Brown is out. Mm -hmm. I would probably – it's against the Jaguars' defense. Um, it, not a great defense. So I'd, I'd feel pretty confident. I mean, without A.J. Brown, targets are going to be there. Um, you know, I've, I feel like we've waited, you know, five years for a Corey Davis breakout 
or something like that. It's probably more like three, but but it's here. It seems like it's here for the first week or so. So we'll see. Uh, it'll probably continue into week two, and I think you can probably be starting with AJ Brown. Okay. All right. Great. Um, and Mitch is also saying JJ Taylor stocks up. Oh, that's right. Stash him. Yeah. Stash him. Yeah. 100%. There you go. And um, I believe you heard about JJ Taylor on this podcast first, everybody. Don't forget that. So, Or maybe somewhere else. I don't know. But um, listen, we're at about an hour and 10. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out in the chat with us. I appreciate it. Um, but before we go, Chev, you have something for us? Yeah, and I would like to throw a little uh, a little bet with Marvin. I would take a bet the Bears win their first game against the Packers. Okay. I don't even All know right. if it's home or away, but I'm putting my money on those guys. Um, All right. We can do change my profile pick to like a Green Bay, or we can do a shot, whatever you want to do. I'll let you choose. <laughs> let's uh let's do the profile pick I'd, I'd love for you to what so you're gonna have a, a packers logo on your profile pick is what so you think it do you have a packers jersey i do have a packers jersey so whoever loses has to have the other person in a bears or packers jersey on their profile okay okay, right. okay. So there you go put it on the board what it's is the right. now the loser of that bet what is the duration that they have to keep it on their forward till the next game next game yeah let's go to the next game it's not the it's like two or three weeks okay so. <laughs> <laughs> i might regret that come i don't know was that week 11 week 12 yeah. oh my gosh that, that should be a fun game though it'll, it'll add a little more uh excitement to it watching the game yeah i hope we don't get blown out that'd be terrible <laughs> <laughs> love it all right here's my verse of the week man i just first verse that popped up and it's absolutely a beauty it's from romans 12 21 it says do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good oh my gosh this is what we need we need to be overcoming evil by doing good not just stepping um in the same direction as somebody else if somebody's being rude to you being mean to you Mm -hmm. take the hard way don't be don't be mad. Don't be bad back to them. Be good. Treat them the way you'd want to be treated, not the way they're treating you. Um, especially in a time right now where we need positivity to get through a lot of what's going on. And I know we've been beating like a drum. Love others. Um, treat the person like you want to be treated. Be good. Be good out there, folks. Mm-hmm. All right, Chev. Thank you. Love it like always, um, Marvin. Where can we find you and everything that you do on Twitter? So uh, FF underscore Marvinese, where you can find me on Twitter. Um, feel free to interact with me, message me, DM me, whatever. I'm always happy to help however I can. Um, you can find my work on Dynasty Nerds and my rankings on there as well. Um, but then, um, you know, weekly now I'll be coming out with a, uh, just a Dynasty art report article for uh, the fantasy footballers. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, um, And yeah should be should be a fun season all right great yeah. awesome so just um don't forget to tell andy about me we're going to try to get him on this podcast <laughs> we are going to try our best um to get that done just want to say a big shout out facebook user before that said love you guys was my friend alexa um alexa we love you too especially me you and i are the head of the bj walker fan club uh, but until next week or the next time sean is on where can we find you on twitter at rewind and turn. All right, Sean's doing all the behind the scenes, <laughs> all the behind the scenes 
really, really dirty work. Um, Chev, where can we find you? First, did you say BJ Walker or PJ Walker? PJ Walker. Okay, I just want to make sure. But you can find me at Chev Boyardi, boy with an eye. All right. And you could, if you are so inclined, you could follow me at the Embower 85. I would prefer you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. I would prefer if you just hit me up in the DMs and bought a hoodie or a t shirt. Hoodie's 35, t shirt's 20. Stickers are $3 a piece or two for $5. See, Marvin's rocking it. He's looking good, yeah. like always. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to everything that we do. But most importantly, until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening, like always. Woo! <laughs>